regarding the introduction that Rabbein Azal gives to the Likud Imran pertaining to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, we're going to read a small paragraph from the Sefer Koch Ve'or, which is one of the commentaries on the Likud Imran, which relates a very interesting story related to this beginning. Shomati she'echod me'anshe shlomenu nosa le'ezem achoiz. I heard that one of Rabbi Nachman's students traveled to a certain distant city, This person came to a country where he didn't know the people there, he didn't know any people in the city that he was in. So he decided, where is he going to spend the night? He's going to go to the house of the rabbi of the city to be his guest. Because the people praised the rabbi of that city immensely. They said about him that he's very straight, and he's a Talmud Chochem, and he's also knowledgeable in Kabbalah. Therefore, this student of Rabbi Nezal's went to spend the night in this rabbi's home. And when this student of Rabbi Nachman came into his house, he saw that this rabbi had the Likut Imran on his table. So he immediately asked the rabbi, where did you get this sefer from? So the rabbi answered him, Do you also know about this sefer and who authored it? So this student answered the rabbi, I know the author himself, and I'm also attached to him. I am a Breslava Chosid, I'm, I'm one of his students. So this rabbi said to him, Tell me, do you have an understanding in this Sefer? Omar Hoish, so this student of Rabbi Nezal's responded, On my level, I understand it. I understand it to whatever degree I can. So the rabbi said to him, It appears to me, It appears to me that no person in the world grasps how great this Sefer is. The Omar Oid, and this rabbi continued to say, I'll show you one example now with your own eyes. Shebetchilas hasefer, tekef achar hashir, nichtav hamaymer merebishimam barechoi. In the beginning of this sefer, right after the song, there is a special shir yedidus, which describes a lot of the musr that Rabbein Azal said in the beginning of this sefer. Right after the song, there is a paragraph about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi. What purpose does this small paragraph about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi have anything to do with the continuation in this sefer? Omar This is what this rabbi said to this student of Rabbi Nachman's. Do you have any idea why that paragraph is inserted over there? Omar Huishanal, so this student said, Maybe you could offer an explanation. Maybe you know some connection. Obviously, this student of Rabbi Nezals didn't really think about this. He didn't think why Badafka, that paragraph that we're about to learn now about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, what is its place in the beginning of a sefer written by Rabbi Nachman? What is he starting off darshaning about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi? Omar Loi, so this rabbi said to him, near it appears to me, that Rabbi Nezal, Rabbi Nach, we're going to refer to Rabbi Nachman Mibreslov, Rabbi Nachman Ben Fega from here on in as Rabbi Nezal. This is being said as a respect. He said, it appears to me that Rabbi Nezal was hinting, Rimez, Sheyesh Boi Nishmas Rabbi Shimon Bar Rabbi Nezal was hinting to the fact that he had part of the Neshama of Rabbi Shimon Bar Ki Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechoi, Gimatria Rabbi Nachman Ben Simcha because their names are identical in Gematria. When we take Rabbi Nachman's name, Ben his father, it's exactly Gematria, Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochoi, again, the son, Ben the father. This is what this rabbi said. Now, when we talk about a rabbi having the neshama of another rabbi, 
we know that this is a topic that sometimes is considered to be controversial. There are Jews who think that they believe, or they actually believe, that there's no such thing as Gilgal, there's no such thing as reincarnation, there's no such thing as somebody having somebody else's neshama, when in fact, those that are privileged to be familiar with Gemara will know that the Gemara alludes to this in a few places, and the Marsha, who wasn't a Hasidish Rebbe, the Marsha came before the Hasidish Rebbe's, the Marsha discusses the subject of Gilgulim in several places in Shas. We find this also mentioned in the Zohar Kodesh, the Tanoim in the Gemara, the Arizal, the Zohar Kodesh, the Marsha, many other very great Sadikim spoke about this and emphasized that a Jew who believes in Torah believes in this concept. We find the Vilna Goin, Zechet Tzadik Levrocha, in Shulchan Aruch, in Yeridea, in Hilchas Mo'inen Umachashev, Simen Kufayin Tes, the Vilna Goin Zalveh writes, he refers to a place in the Shulchan Aruch where the Rambam is discussing the topic of, of Kameos, using a Kameo on Shabbos. A Kameo is an amulet, there are certain people that when a person, chas v'sholem, suffered from a certain type of illness, they would use a kameya, they would use an amulet, which had written on it certain names of Hashem or certain tefillahs, and this would be worn around the person's neck or in whatever way, in order to serve as a protection for the person or in order to heal the person. And the question is brought up regarding the use of this item on Shabbos. Since on Shabbos we don't use medication, bichlal, so the Rambam Zal writes, in a passing remark, that we know that this is not really something that helps. It's At best, the person that puts it on, the fact that he thinks it's going to help him, that could do some good, because there are times that a person could think positive enough, and that alone could help them improve their physical situation. This is what the Rambam Zal writes. Now, we know that the Rambam was a Rishon. He was from an earlier section of rabbis. He lived in the 1100s and in the beginning of the 1200s. The Vilna Goin, is an Achroin. The Vilna Goin lived in the 1700s. Those that are familiar with Hebrew law know that you will never, ever find a case of an Achroin challenging a Rishoin. It's two different worlds. The Rishonim, whenever an Achroin wants to discuss something that's discussed by a Rishoin, he refers to the Rishon as if he was speaking about Hashem. That's the type of respect, that's the number of titles that are used in quoting one of the Rishonim. This is one of the most extreme, exceptional cases in the entire Shulchan Aruch, where the Vilna Goenzal says that the Rambam, regarding those items that he said pertaining to Kameois, pertaining to Shedim, pertaining to Gilgulim, all of these types of subjects, his words are to be ignored completely because of the fact that the Rambam Zal got involved in philosophy, in the study of philosophy, and as a result of this, this took him off the right path regarding these specific subjects. This has nothing to do with the fact that the Rambam is considered the foundation of the Shulchan Aruch. And when it comes to everything other than these subjects, his words are to be respected to the highest degree imaginable. And we refer to him as one of the leaders of Klal Yisrael. However, Rabbein Azal did say that the Welt makes a mistake. There are people that say two mistakes. Number one, that they believe that a tzaddik can't make a mistake. That's number one. And number two, if a tzaddik does make a mistake, he becomes ois tzaddik. He's no longer a tzaddik. And Rabbi Nezal said, I disagree with both of these statements. I say that, number one, a tzaddik can make a mistake. And number two, if a tzaddik makes a mistake, the mistake is a mistake, and the tzaddik is a tzaddik, period. It doesn't mean that we wipe him out, period. He's gone. He could still be considered with the greatest respect, and we could still respect to the greatest degree many, many other items that he said. It's just in this specific area, we do not accept his words whatsoever. This is not something that I'm saying. This is not something that Rabbein Zal is saying. The Vilna Goin Zal said this. 
based on the majority of Rishonim that lived during the time of the Rambam that took issue in a very major way regarding his beliefs in this subject. Now, one other short introduction to this paragraph, and then we'll begin. This item we're quoting from the Sefer Chaim Moharan, which is a Sefer that's sort of an additional, an addendum to the Likute Moran, and this discusses many of the stories, the surrounding events that took place around the time that Rabbi Nachman said these shirim. This is in Chaim Oran, in the section called Nesiyosai Vishivosai Ba'uman. Those that are familiar, just a short lesson in history, Rabbi Nachman lived in the city of Breslov for a, a, a major portion of his life. The eight, eight years of the time that he was a leader, that he had Talmidim, he lived in the city of Breslov and he told his students that from here on in, my students will be known as Hasidei Breslov. Notice he assumed that name, the name of that city, for his group. And there's a lot to say about that specific name, which now is not the time for it. <laughs> However, the last year of his life, Rabbein Azal passed away when he was 38 and a half years old. The last year of his life, when he was about 37, he moved to the city of Uman. And on the way to this, to, in travel, in transit, from the city of Breslov to Uman, he spoke certain divrei Torah, among them this opening paragraph in the Likud Emran. Rab Nosenzal writes, in paragraph Hey, in this section, you don't have this in the Sefer in front of you, this will just take a few minutes, and then we'll begin the Likud Emran. Rab Nosenzal writes, Baderech be'es le'uman, when we were on the road traveling to the city of Uman, Ono Omar Rabbein Azal spoke up and he said, Ach afal pikein, Hashem Yisborach Oizer Yisroel Tomid. With all the problems and all the troubles that Jews have, still Hashem always helps the Jewish people. Ve'ein doyer yosoim. And Hashem never leaves the Jewish people without a leader. Hashem never allows a generation of Jews to be completely without leadership. Ukemayshoma Rabbi Shimon Bar as Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi once said, Kishomar Ezetano Asido Torah Shetishtakach Mi Israel, when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, when one of the rabbis of the Gemara once spoke up and said, he declared that there's going to come a time in the future when the Torah is going to be forgotten from the Jewish people. Ono Rabbi Shimon Omar Loi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi spoke up and said, Ki bezoyar do yifkun min. Min, min galusa. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi said, I disagree. I say that the Torah will never be forgotten from the Jewish people. Why? Because there's a Pasuk in Chumash Dvorim that says, Ki si that the Torah will not be forgotten from his children. And Rabbi Nezal said, that now I'll explain to you the reason why Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi chose this Pasuk as his proof that the Torah will never be forgotten from the Jews. And it's at that point that Rabbi Nezal revealed what we're about to learn now, this Chiddush about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi that we're going to discuss in a moment. Rabbi Nezal says, and as soon as Rabbi Nezal finished explaining this, I said to him, Rabbi Shimon certainly has a lot of pleasure from this revelation that you just revealed about him, which we're about to learn. Regarding this Chiddush that, that Rabbi Nezal explained, so Rabbein Azal spoke up and said, Rabbi Shimon himself, he is a totally, totally different item. There's a Pesach in Novi where the Pesach refers to a very holy angel descending from heaven. And the Pesach says, Ir, an angel, that's the Aramaic word for an angel, Vekadish, a holy one, 
min shemayo nochis, from heaven descended. And Rabbein Zal said the first letters of ir vikadish min shemayo nochis make up the word shimoin, Rabbi Shimon bar Yechoi. That that posik is referring to this holy angel, Rabbi Shimon bar Yechoi, who descended from heaven and presented the Jewish people with the secrets of Torah. V'achshov, and Rabbein Zal said, that's what was. And now, yesh nachal noivea mekor chochmo. Now, in our generation, there is, and he quoted a Pasuk in Novi, where the Pasuk says that there is a stream that flows, which is the origin, the foundation of all wisdom. The Pasuk is, nachal noivea mekor chochmo. And Rabbein Zal said, <coughs> that this Pasuk refers to himself, because the first letters of Nachal, Noivea, Mekor, Chochmo, make up the word Nachmon, Rabbi Nachmon. Gam Kvar Nishma, and we also heard once before, She'omar al-Atzmoi, that Rabbi Nezal said about himself, She'hu Nohor HaMetaher Mikol Aksomim. Rabbi Nezal referred to himself as a stream, a river, that purifies a person from any stains. Now, a person say, how, where does a rabbi come to make such a statement? What's he calling himself a mikvah? A rabbi is a mikvah? And the answer is, this is a Gomorrah. And the Gomorrah is based on Parsha's Bolok that we just had this past week. The Gomorrah says that one of the, one of the sentences there says, Kinecholin notoyu. The Pasuk there is referring to Matoivu Oyolecho Yaakov, Mishkan Yisrael. How wonderful are the tents of the Jews, referring to the tents in which they study Torah. And then the Pasuk says, Kinecholim Notoyu, like streams, they extend. And the Gemara says that from here we learn out that just like a stream has of water has the power to take a person, a Jew that's impure, whether it be a man or a woman, and purify them, to remove the tumor from them, so to a Talmud Chacham, a student that enters into the Oholei Shel Torah, tent of Torah, and comes to learn Torah Lishmo, the Torah also serves as a mikveh that purifies the person completely from any type of impurity. Our Rebbe Zechariah of Rocha, whom I would want to take this opportunity in this first shear for posterity to dedicate the entire learning of the Likud Imran that we hope is going to continue for many years, Le'iloi nishma smoireinu v'rabeinu horav tzviyari ben siyem b'rabi Yisraelabo z'chroni levrocha z'chusayogna lev al-koi Yisrael amein. Le'iloi nishmas, my rabbi, the rabbi of many people in this room, z'chroni levrocha, who was the one who taught us this sefer and gave us our whole foundation in Yiddishkeit, <coughs> he once quoted a beautiful chiddish to show the connection, to show clearly how a tzaddik actually serves as a mikveh, just as when a Jew feels themselves to be impure by toiling in a body of specific dimensions of water, that has the power to purify the person. A tzaddik has the identical power to do the same exact thing for those people that come to study Divrei Torah from him. We know the Gemara says that the basic shear the basic measurement of water that's used throughout Shas, throughout the Gemara, is a lug. Lug is the most basic measurement of water. When we talk about the shear of wine that you need for Kiddush, Friday night, and many, many other shirim, we say you need a revius, a quarter. A quarter of what? A quarter of a lug, a revius halug. And there are many, many other cases where the Gemara refers to a lug in liquid measurement. We know that a mikveh, the shear of a mikveh, as described in the Gemara, is our boim saw. Forty saw is what makes up a mikveh. And the Gemara tells us in other places that a saw is six kabin and a kav is dalid lugin, which means that a saw is made up of 24 lug. That's the measurement of a saw. And the shear of a mikveh is our boim saw, 40 saw, which means that a mikveh in order to be effective, must have a minimum of 960 lugin of water. 40 saw, a saw is 24 lugin, so it's 40 times 24, which is exactly 960 lugin of water. That's what makes up a mikveh. We know that there is an individual in the Chumash 
that's given the title Tzadik. Avraham, we don't refer to as Avraham HaTzadik, we refer to him as Avraham Avinu. David, King David, we refer to him as Dovid HaMelech. There's one individual in the Chumash that's referred to throughout the Gemara as Tzadik, and that is Yosef HaTzadik. He is the symbol of Tzadik, where that Moshe is called Moshe Rabbeinu usually. Each one has their own title. The term Tzadik is normally associated with Yosef. Excuse me? Shimon HaTzadik. Again, rare cases. But the one that's known most often in the term Tzadik is Yosef HaTzadik. The Zohar HaKadosh says, Man Tzadik, Man Denotar Bris. That Tzadik is the one who is Shemer HaBris, and the symbol of that is Yosef. The Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that if you'll observe the word Yosef and study it, the word Yosef is made up of four letters. Yud Vav Samach Pei. The Pei stands for Peomim, times. In Hebrew, when you want to say 1 times 24, it's Echad Peamim Esim Varba. The word Yosef is Yud Vav Peomim Samach. 16 times 60. 16 times 60 is also Bigimatria 960 exactly, showing that the concept of a tzaddik, a tzaddik serves as a mikveh of water. The Gemara says that a Jew that comes to a tzaddik to study divrei Torah, what is Torah compared to? Water. There are many hoi kol lechulamayim. Those that are thirsty come and drink the waters of Torah. What's the power of this water? It purifies. If a person has any type of impurity, the Gemara says, Barosi Yitzhahara, Barosi Torah Tavlin. Hashem says, I've created a Yitzhahara. What does the Yitzhahara do? He puts stains on a Jew's neshama. He gets a Jew, chas v'shom, to commit sins, which result in putting stains on the person's neshama. The ticken for these stains, these stains, you don't use detergent to wash off, you use divrei Torah. The divrei Torah that a person is to learn from tzaddikim, those divrei Torah have this power to purify. Now we'll begin this opening paragraph of the Likut Imran. In our, <coughs> it's on the right-hand side on the page. In our Likut Imrans, it's on the right-hand side of the page, towards the bottom of the page. Rabbein began by saying, L'chu chazu mifalois Hashem, come and see the wonders of Hashem, his galus nifla, a wondrous revelation, misoid gedulas hatano helikai Rabbi Shimon ben Yechoizal, regarding the great, the awesomeness, a secret pertaining to the greatness of the Tana Rabbi Shimon bar Yechoi. Rabbi Nezal says, Rabbi Shimon ben Yechoi hivtiach sheloi tishtakach Torah mi Yisroel al Yodoi. Rabbi Shimon bar Yechoi was the rabbi in the Gemara who guaranteed that the Torah will not be forgotten from the Jewish people through him. Kemuvo bedivrei Razal, as the Gemara says in the Sech Shabbos, Tav Kuf Lamed Ches, Kishenichnesu Rabbi Seinu LeKerem BiAvna, that one time the rabbis of the Gemara came into the city of Kerem BiAvna. Omru and they said, Asido Torah Shetishtakach Mi Yisrael. The rabbis spoke up and they said they foresaw there's going to come a time shortly before the coming of Moshiach when there's going to be a choshech in the world. There's going to be a darkness where the generation is going to deteriorate to such a point the wisdom of Torah is going to become so downtrodden to the extent where the Torah is going to be forgotten from the Jewish people. The Omar Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, and the Gemara says that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi spoke up and said, Shaloi Tishtakach, that the Torah will never be forgotten. <coughs> Shinemar, he quoted a Pasuk where the Pasuk says, Kiloi Sishokach Mipi Zaroi, Hashem says the Torah will not be forgotten from his children. Ukimavura Bezoyhar, and is explained in the Zohar Kodesh, Bahai Chibura, the Ihu Sefer Hazoyar, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi told his students that in the, zuchu, in the Zuchus, in the merit of this Sefer, the Zohar Kodesh, which we are revealing to the world, 
This is what's going to ensure that the Jews are going to be taken out of Golos, that they're not going to remain in Golos to such a point where they sink to the bottom, but that they are going to be redeemed. And, and the Zohar, the word Zohar means light. In Hebrew, the word Zohar means light. The word Zohar is also bigimatria. The word Zohar is also the word haroz, the secret. This pertaining to the secrets of Torah. <coughs> now, Rabbi Shimon Barichoy, the word shikho, the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us, is the word hachoshech. The word shikho means darkness. What do we mean when we say somebody forgot something? I forgot this person's phone number. Somebody gave me a phone number five minutes ago, and I forgot it. What does that mean? It means that originally I heard the phone number. It entered through my ears. It was inscribed in my brain, and it went in there. Proof is that a moment later I could bring it back. If you would ask me what's the phone number, I could read it right back because it's been inscribed in my brain. However... There are people who suffer from shikha, from forgetfulness, which means what happens is it's as if you're in a library, you're standing in a library, and the lights are off. Go find, go try to find some information in a book. You have a library, it's got thousands of books in it, but the lights are out. Can you see any of the information in the book? No. The same exact thing happens within a person's brain. There's a lot of information that enters the brain, but what happens is if there's a light in the person's mind, <coughs> if it's lit up, then when the person searches their brain to find this information, it's there. They see it. They can recall it. If there's darkness there, if it's dark, even though the information is somewhere there, the person can't recall it. They can't locate it. That's the concept of shikha. Whereas the Zohar Kodesh, the secrets of Torah, which are referred to as the light of Torah, they have a power to shine a light, so bright a light in the world, to protect the entire Jewish people from ever completely forgetting the Torah. And now come and see and understand the wondrous hidden secrets of our Torah. Now I'll tell you why Rabbi Shimon Berichoi relied specifically on that posik as his proof. Why was he the rabbi that came forth and said this, and why specifically quoting this posik? Ki be'emes bozeh Because the fact is that in this posik itself is found the secret regarding the fact that it's this specific rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Reichoi, with the heritage that he would leave behind in the world, the Zohar Kodesh that he revealed to the world, he would be the one who would be privileged to be able to guarantee that the Jewish people would never forget the Torah entirely, that the light of Torah will never be extinguished completely. Why? Because in this Pasuk itself is hidden the secret that through the child of Rabbi Yochoi, Rabbi Shimon which is Rabbi Shimon Yisrael, through him specifically, the Torah will never be forgotten from the Jewish people. Why? Because this sentence in the Chumash itself, the last letters of those words make up the word Yochoi, which is the father of Rabbi Choi. Why didn't Hashem say, Or why doesn't the Torah word this in some different way? Why does it say precisely in this manner, the Torah will not be forgotten from his child. Who is this referring to? The answer is, in that sentence is hidden which child specifically, who's the parent, who's the child, in whose zechus the Torah will never be forgotten from the Jewish people. It's specifically the child of a rabbi by the name of Rabbi Yochoi. Because the last letters of the words, Ki Loisi Shokami Pizari, make up the word Yochoi. 
This is what this posuk is coming to show us. The posuk is telling us that in the zuchus of a specific child, of a specific father, the Torah will never be forgotten from the Jewish people. Because it's through the child of Rabbi Yechoi, whose name is hinted to in the last letters of this posuk, Shehu Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, Al Yodoi It's through him that he will guarantee that the Torah will never be forgotten, because he is the one who is going to bring such a bright light into the world, the light of the secrets of Torah which was studied by the Mekubolim, and which will later pass down from generation to the generation to the leaders of the Hasidim, the Baal Shem Tov, who passed this on to his students, and the Vilnagoyim, Zechron of Rocha, all of these tzaddikim who studied the words of the Zohar Kodesh and who brought this light into the world. It's that light specifically that's responsible for seeing to it that the entire Torah, the Gemara, the Shulchan Aruch, everything that none of this will ever be forgotten, that it'll have a kiyam in the world. Because this light is considered so bright and so substantial that it will ensure the Torah's posterity, the Torah's eternity within, the phys- within our world. Veda and Rabbein Zal added, Shesoid Rabbi Shimon bi'atzmoi humerumaz b'posekacher. This posek alludes to the child of Rabbi Yochoi, but it doesn't mention him by name. The question is, where do we see a posik in the Torah that gives us an inkling as to the greatness of Rabbi Shimon, this specific Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Barichoi? Rabbi Nezal said, Kida ki hatana hakodosh Rabbi Shimon, hu bechinas ir vekadosh min shemayanochis. The rabbi Rabbi Shimon, he is hinted to in a posik in Doniel where the Pesach refers to a holy angel that descended from heaven, and it uses this Pesach, Ir Vekadish Min Shemaya Nochis. The first letters of that Pesach make up the word Rabbi Shimoin. Roshay Tevo is Shimoin. <coughs> this is the opening paragraph in the Likud Emran. Now, just for, as a short note of warning, again, there are Jews who haven't been privileged to learn enough and as a result, they make certain mistakes. We have little kinderlich running around today who they hear the word gematria, they say that's for Hasidim, that's for strange people. I don't go for gematria, I go for pilpul. A person saying that is a kofir, is an atheist, because such a person would have to dissect the Gemara and the Shulchan Aruch. The Gemara in Nozir and in many other places learns out actual halochis from gematrias in the Torah. The Gemara says, how do we know that when a Jew makes a neder, when a Jew says, I'm not going to eat meat, and he doesn't specify for how long he means, we assume a 30-day period. How do we learn this out? The Gemara says, from a gematria. Because there's a posset by Nozir, where the Pesach says, Kodosh Yihyeh Gadel Perasar that his hair should be holy, and the word should be Yihyeh Yudhei Yudhei is Bigimatria 30. The Gemara says here we have a remez, should be, that whenever a person wants something to be, and they don't specify a time limit, the assumption is a minimum of 30 days. This is one of hundreds of examples that appear throughout Shas, throughout Shulchan Aruch, where the Gemara and the Shulchan Aruch, the Litvaks, the Misnagdim, everybody has to support this item. This is Torah Misenai. This is what Hashem revealed. This has nothing to do with, with Hasidim, Misnagdim, Litvaks, Pilpul. This is way above that. And, and so too with these items, such as Roshe Tevois and Soife Tevois, these are also items that are mentioned in the Gemara, in the Zohar Kodesh, in the Medrash, in many, many places. Now the question is, a person could ask a question, why is it that sometimes we refer to Roshay Tevois, the first letters, sometimes we discuss Seifei Tevois? A person can be at ease in knowing 
that this question is raised in the Tikkunei Zoyar, and the Tikkunei Zoyar goes into a discussion in depth explaining why it is specifically that certain items in the Torah were revealed specifically through these codes, where sometimes it's a gematria, it's a number, sometimes it's the first letters of a Pasuk, sometimes it's the last letters. The Tikkunei Zohar gives a very deep explanation as to why. This is not the time for us to go into it. Suffice it to say that this question is raised and the question is addressed. Those that are privileged to have emuna and to be willing to learn, to open their eyes to the Gemara, to the Shulchan Aruch, to the Svarim of Rabbeinu Zal and the other Svarim that use these methods, will see that this is the Amitoso Yishel Torah. Reb Chaim Vitalzal, in the introduction to the Kisvi Arizal, says he's introducing the Kisvi Arizal, the writings of the Arizal, which are probably the most outstanding work in the realm of Kabbalah. And he says, one thing I'm going to say to make things very simple. Any person who's going to have the brains to read the words in this Sefer, just read a couple of pages here, you'll be able to come to the conclusion yourself that this is not something that somebody sat down with a calculator and figured out. There's no way in the world that a human being using human intellect could ever have arrived at these conclusions. This could only be a Ruach HaKodesh, a spirit of holiness that Hashem has granted to Tzadikim in earlier generations <coughs> that they were privileged to have revealed to them the innermost secrets and formulas of the Torah. This is not something that every Tom, Dick, and Harry is permitted to do on their own, that if we see Sforim that use Gematrius, so anybody that wants can get up and say, my name is Rosenberg, I can quote Reish, Zion, and start making Gematrios. We don't have the right to do that. This is a wisdom that's based on very thorough knowledge, knowledge of Torah, and it's based on a Ruach of Kedusha that Tzadikim are blessed to have, that allows them to darshan all the different facets of Torah. This is the introduction, this is the opening paragraph of the Likut Imran. <clears throat> now, the next section in Likut Imran, which consists of 14 chapters that are based on 14 mystical stories that are mentioned in the Gomorrah and Baba Basra. Those that have learned Baba Basra around Daf Ayin, Daf Pei, know that there is a section in the Gomorrah there where the Gomorrah discusses the, the Guzmois of <coughs> Rabbo Barbar one of the rabbis of the Gemara, whose name was Rabbi Barbarchana, told about 17, 18 stories, wondrous stories, stories of things that happened to him, certain incidents in his life. He was traveling on a ship once, <coughs> and he saw this awesome sight, and he describes what he saw. And it doesn't seem to have any meaning related to Judaism, related to Yiddishkeit. These are just stories, interesting stories. The Marshal and many other commentaries on the Gomorrah give beautiful, beautiful explanations and interpretations to these stories, how they show that these were actually referring to much deeper things <coughs> that are lessons for us in Yiddishkeit, lessons that can show us how to come close to Hashem, how to serve Hashem properly, etc. Rabbi Nezal told his Talmidim that Rabbi Barbarchona came to him once and requested from him that he discuss, that he take up this project of taking these stories, this section of Shas, these stories that were revealed by Rabbi Baruch and that Rabbi Nezal attempt to be Mechadish, to bring forth Chidushe Torah on these statements. And Rabbi Baruch said to him, I will reveal to you Chidushim on my stories. This is what Rabbi Nezal said as the intro, to his giving these 14 chapters that's going to take us a few months to learn, which we're going to begin now. Rav Nosenzal writes, Be'ezras kel elyoin asher shamayim veretz kona with the help of Hashem who created heaven and earth, v'nosan lono es teirosoi mimidbar matono and he gave us his Torah from the desert as a gift, we're going to begin to publish 
wondrous, awesome chidushim regarding the statements of Rabbi Barbar Chono, b'zchus zeh nizkel alois in bernono, in the zechus of printing this, publishing this, and studying this, we should be zeichet to go to Yerushalayim with song, el kiryas melech David Chono, to the city of King David, who is blessed with his chain. This is a short poem that was written as an introduction to these chapters. Now, Rabbi Nezal is going to be basing this first chapter <coughs> on two items. One is a posik in Tehillim. The second is this story in the Gemara, this story of Rabbi Barbar Chono. Rabbi Nezal begins... The first sentence in the, in the largest capital in Tehillim, we know that in Tehillim there is a capital, Kuf Yud Tes, that's called Timanya Api. In this capital, we have eight sentences for each and every single letter of the Aleph Beis, which means since there are 22 letters of the Aleph Beis, this gives us a total of 176 sentences. It's no coincidence that that's the largest paragraph in Tehillim, and it's also the largest number of pages of a Gemara in Shas. The Gemara Baba Basra, which is the largest Gemara in the entire Shas, has exactly 176 pages, corresponding to the 176 sentences of the largest paragraph in Tehillim. In this paragraph, it begins with the sentence, Ashrei Temime Derech, Ha'olchem B'Torah Hashem. Fortunate are those simple people who go in the path of Hashem, who walk with the Torah of Hashem. We're just going to deviate for a second. We can't restrain ourselves. It's a common minhog among Mechabrim of a Sefer, an author of a Sefer. In fact, they quote this name of a Medrash, I believe, that it's customary for an author of a Sefer to write his name in code in the introduction, in his opening words of a Sefer. Those people that are familiar with Sforum of Tzadikim, many times this is done. <coughs> we know that Rabbein Azal's name, Rabbein Azal's name is Rabbi Nachman ben Fega. That's how he's best known, by his mother's name. This is what he said to his students. He wanted to be known by his mother's name. And his most important student was Rab Nosenzal. Rab Nosen from the city of Nemerov. This was the student who was responsible for writing down all of Rabbeinazal's shiurim. Rabbeinazal once said that were it not for this student, there wouldn't have been one page of my shiurim <coughs> left for generations. And it's specifically in the zuchus of this one student who took his rabbi's shiurim so seriously and documented every single shir that he was able to get his hands on <coughs> As a result of his efforts, we have today thousands of pages that are written on by Rabbi Nezal himself and the commentaries on his Sforim. Interesting, you'll note that the opening word in this Sefer now is the word Ashrei. Rabbi Nezal begins with the word Ashrei, Tmimei Derech. <coughs> the word Ashrei is Bigimatria. The word Ashrei is 511. This word has four letters gives us 515, and the word itself is one, gives us 516. The word Ashrei is Bigimatria Rabbi Nachman ben Fega, in this form. <coughs> the word Tmimei, Tofmem Yudmem Yud, is Bigimatria Rab Nosen, Rab Nosen Zal's name, the word Nosen. This is an interesting item that I once heard from one of the Zikanim of Breslov, an interesting remez in the introduction to this Sefer, hinting to the author the two authors of this Sefer, the one who gave the shiurim, the one who documented it, the one who actually wrote it down. Rabbein Azal begins, Da, you should know, Ki al yedei ha-toyro niskablin kol ha-tfilois v'chol ha-bakoshois she'ono mevakshim u-mespalim. We know that every single Jew has things that they want from Hashem. How do we express what we want from Hashem? <coughs> We express it in tfilois and bakoshois. Anytime a Jew is mispalel to Hashem or mevakish from Hashem, we're actually asking Hashem for different things. Rabbi Nezal says the key to having all your tfilois 
and all your bakoshes accepted by Hashem is the Torah. It's through the study of Torah that a Jew can be zeichet to have all their tefillahs and bakoshes answered. V'hachein v'achashivus shel Yisroel nis'ale v'nisroimen b'fnei kol mi shetzrichen. And the chain, the charm, and the chashivus, the importance of Klal Yisroel, rises and becomes exalted before anybody that you need it. Hein beruchni, hein begashmi. Whether it applies in a spiritual sense, that we should be zeichet to have chain in Hashem's eyes, Hashem should like us, Hashem should find us enjoyable, or even in the eyes of human beings. There are times a person wants in, goes into a bank <coughs> and they need a certain service. They need a loan from the bank. person needs anything that they have to come on to somebody else. And it's understood that if you walk in and the person sees your face and they don't like what they see, no matter how nice a story you have, and no matter how good an argument, the person has been turned off even before you open your mouth. You're lacking chain. The person doesn't have charm and automatically the person is not receptive to what you have to say. Unless you're going to sell him something really fantastic, the person has become turned off to you from the start. Whereas, when a person is to be blessed with chen, if a Jew is to have chen, this person walks into somebody's office, or this person approaches anybody, if anything, <coughs> the moment they see this person's face, they become softened. Immediately, they develop, they take a liking to this person, and they're immediately looking to see how they can help this person, how they can benefit this person. What's the whole key to this? Chain, charm. We know that there is such a thing. There are people who have a chain that they go among people and immediately people see this person, they like him immediately, and right away people are happy to do what this person wants. There are other people that are lacking in this chain, and no matter how good a story they have to sell, no matter how good... The fact that the person is lacking in chen, people don't have ears to listen to what this person wants to say. So Rabbein Azal says you should know that through the Torah, a Jew receives chen, which can help the person, Baruchnius and Begashmius. And Rabbein Azal says nowadays, the chen and chashivus of Bnei Yisroel, now Rabbein Azal says, Ki achshov horabim, Nowadays, the true importance and charm of the Jewish people has fallen. It's very low. Because nowadays we find that the main respectability and importance and charm is by the Goyim. They seem to have control of the world they seem to be the most important ones. The superpowers are getting together <coughs> for salt talks, for small talks, all of this nonsense. It seems as if they're the ones that are in control. They're the chashuvim of the world. They're the ones who are dictating the policy of the world. And it seems as if they're the ones who have the chain where they come together and hundreds of countries are supportive of them. You have a few hundred countries that are supporting the United States a few hundred countries that are supporting Russia, a few hundred countries that are supporting Helm, who knows what they're supporting. All of them seem to have a certain... They, they, these the different nations of the Goyim that have a certain chain and chashivus. However, Rabbein Ezzel says you should know that the Torah has in it a gift where through the Torah, <coughs> the chen and chashivus of the Jewish people becomes increased and elevated. Where do we see this? It's a Gemara. Rabbein Ezzel says, Ki nikras There is a Pesach in Mishlei, where the Torah is referred to as Ayeles Ahavim, it's something that breeds love, V'yalas chen. And the Gemara says in Erevin, why is the Torah called Yalas Chen? Because the Torah possesses in it a gift, a beauty, <coughs> where those that study Torah, the Torah places a Chen upon them. The Torah gives them charm. <coughs> and 
And that's how a Jew can have all their tefillahs and bakoshos answered. Picture a person coming before Hashem, the Melech Malchi and you're asking for something. We know that there doesn't a person comes to their friend and asks him for $100,000, there's a possibility that he's got it, there's a possibility that he don't. There's a possibility that he has it, but it's tied up. There's a, even if he has it, he has it tied up in a certain way that he can't give it to you. <clears throat> there's a possibility that not. There's hundreds of poss- there's all kinds of possibilities whereby this person can't provide you with what they want. Even if they want to, there exists a possibility that I just can't, I don't have it, it's too much for me. We know that by Hashem, that excuse is not available. There doesn't exist a metzius of a person coming to Hashem and asking for something <clears throat> that Hashem cannot provide. Rahman al a person is sick. A person is one inch away from dying. The Gemara says, Afilu cherev chado munachas al even if the tip of the sword is pressing on your throat, don't give up from tefillah. Do not hesitate to ask Hashem for salvation. Why? Because for Hashem it's nothing to take that sword and flip it around and have it go right into the one that's trying to stab you. Hashem is koil yochoil. There's nothing in the world conceivable that Hashem cannot do. So therefore, for starters, a Jew comes before Hashem you know that there doesn't exist anything that I can't ask for. Number one. <clears throat> Fine, that's a pretty good beginning. Now the question is, is there anything that I can do that ensures, in other words, what I would prefer from Hashem is, I would prefer Hashem to leave the check blank. Picture a person could be zeichet to say to Hashem, Hashem, I want a blank check. We know Hashem's checks don't bounce. Again, there's no option that there isn't enough funds in the bank to back it, <clears throat> person would say to Hashem, could you simply give me anything I need, everything I need? What could be better than that? What could be better than having such an option available? Rabbi Nezal says that when a Jew is to study Torah properly, the Torah places <coughs> a chain upon the person. Chain means that when you walk through the door, <coughs> before you even make your request, before you even open your mouth, the one sitting on the other side of the desk takes one look at you and says, wonderful, excellent. If a person could have that, then you know that regardless of what you're going to say, it doesn't really mean much what you're going to say, what you're going to ask for. Whatever you're going to ask for, gladly, it's not even, he doesn't even have to pay attention to what you're asking for. If he's limited then fine, he's got to figure out if what you're asking for is within his means, it's not within his means, I'll have it for you in 30 days, I'll have it for you in 90 days. If you're approaching Hashem, we know that Hashem has everything. And if a person could only have chen by Hashem, that kind of feeling by Hashem, there's nothing better than that in the world. Rabbi Nezal says the key to that is the study of Torah. The Gemara says, Shema lechen alim deho that the Torah places a chain upon those that learn it. This is the first paragraph. The rest of this chapter is going to be an explanation of this first paragraph. Halavai, we should be zechet to learn, to continue to learn. In the zechus of the Limur Torah, to have this chain, which will eventually bring about the coming of Moshiach, the Ibn Yemes Midosh, Amen, Amen, Amen.